Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. This is Getting to Know You. It's where I introduce CEO Alan Potash to a variety of different people in the community so he can learn more about their background. And also we try to meet people who have a varied background so you really get an in-depth look at who is here in the Coachella Valley. I'm here with Alan. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. And you? I'm doing great. We're heading into a hard summer, but we'll be okay. We'll stay indoors. You mean hard as... (laughs) Is 118 degrees? <laughs> yes, yeah, something like that. Um, it has it has changed uh, just in the past week. Yeah, we you know we've been fortunate this year. The spring was very very mild, but you know right now is you know we're recording this in July and it's pretty typical to be 115 in July. So what we thought we'd do with this week's well, podcast well, is let, let me approach it a little differently. So okay. Jeff. Who didn't you bring today? Uh, Nobody. (laughs) We thought we'd kind of do a summary of some of the people that we've met, some of the things we've learned. I think it's been incredible just the number of people that you've been able to bring to us for me to learn about them and the work that they do in the community. I think we've done at least 20, 25 people so far. Yeah, and we've got some really great ones coming up as well. You know, and what's been interesting to me is – Everybody that I've brought in, I have some connection with, have been friends with, or have done business with. But when you do it in a podcast setting, it's much more relaxed. <laughs> and people share pieces of their life right. that you wouldn't really normally know about. And I, that's I, been a, a real well, pleasure. I think part of that is you, both of us ask you know, very good, open-ended questions where we want people to feel comfortable, one, and to share with us their insights on the Coachella Valley, the work that they do, and sometimes their lives. Well, and I think also because Jewish Federation of the Desert is a prominent organization in the desert, I think people are intrigued and they want to know about it as well. That's a good, that's a very good point. That was one of the goals that we had to be able to not just learn about other people and their organizations, but also to promote the Federation. Yeah. So um, who is one of your top people that you were fascinated with? Well, actually, actually, Mike Rosencrantz was one that we both were intrigued yeah, by. Yeah, yeah. And the, the adaptive sports uh, process that he's created or a program that he's created in the Valley is significant and it's growing dramatically. Uh, I think I got a little choked up with that, too. Yeah. He uh, really saves lives. He he does. And he's actually, he was on another podcast that he sent me the other day, <laughs> which is good that he's, you know, people are getting out there. I'm going to, I'm going to say I really enjoyed uh, Dr. Conrado uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I have to be really honest about your friend, Julie. Uh, Julie, I bumped into her many, many things around yeah. the community. And she's just so open and warm. Yeah, she's and, the owner of the 420 Bank Dispensary right, and right, Lounge. Right. And she's one of these people that really cares about the community. She is about business, but she wants to make a difference. Right. And she is making a difference in both her business and in her volunteering. Yeah. I really liked getting to know her. The, I think one of the individuals that surprised me the most was uh, Ellen Goodman from the Palm Springs Unified School District Foundation. I learned more about the challenges of uh, education here in our community than I had anticipated. Um, One being that there's really, there are very few options for people after they graduate high school 
what to do. There isn't a four-year college around. College of the Desert is providing resources to people, but there's a real absence of higher education in this community. And I think there's kind of a, a theme that permeates through all the guests that we've had in that this valley has changed rapidly, probably more than most cities and regions. You know, Riverside County continues to be one of the fastest growing counties in the country. And we see, you know, uh, a lot of people of different ethnic backgrounds moving into an area that was traditionally really just, you know, white people that came into where the Native Americans had their home grounds. And now it's become so diverse and there's so many different types of people and so many different types of socioeconomic levels as well. We learned a lot from Crystal uh, Granados. Granados? Grenados. Grenados, sorry. I had it right when she was here. (laughs) And now I can't remember again how to pronounce it. But she, you know, from the United Way, really gave me a bigger picture of the greater Coachella Valley, where Ted Weil from Rancho Mirage City Council gave me a really condensed look at Rancho Mirage and the the role that the Rancho Mirage City Council plays in the development of the area much more significantly than I had known. And then Ron DeHart, who really talked about the Palm Springs City Council, really learned a lot from those political angles. I know that we've got... um, uh, Palm Desert and La Quinta coming up in the next couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, Linda Evans, who's not only the mayor of La Quinta, and she's been reelected multiple times, they're, they're still in a format where they elect the mayor. A lot of the cities, and I just heard that Palm Desert may go to this as well, where it's district, which can be good and bad. There's pros and cons about that. Um, but I think what it requires is person to live in the district that they serve so that they better understand who their constituents are. Yeah, that's a good point. So who surprised you of all the people that you've known that you've invited to be on the podcast? What did you, did you learn something new about people that you didn't know before? And you're pretty well connected. I would say um, Rob Marr from Guide Dogs of the Desert. Yeah, he was great. Um, I, they have been a client of mine. I've done some events for them. But just how much people depend on those dogs. I mean, he really walked us through the whole process. They raise their own dogs. Mm-hmm. They train their dogs. And then they go out to a foster parent for a period of time. And then they come back and they get more extensive training before they're finally placed. And, you know, for somebody who is blind or deaf or has some kind of uh, disability where they're confined to a wheelchair, that pet is or that service dog is their life force. I mean, it does everything for them. You're, you're right about that. And I, I have a so do you. you. We both have connections with with our own pets. And to see the skill and the passion that it takes to train a service dog uh, is phenomenal. Uh, we all like to think our dogs are service dogs, but yeah, they might service us or we service them. But <laughs> they like us a lot. <laughs> but uh, it really does take significant training, supervision, uh, and guiding to get a dog to be responsible to care for a person. 
And most of the dogs that they raise are either poodles or they're Labrador retrievers. And breeders consider them probably two of the smartest breeds in that they're easily trained and they listen and they're focused. Like my, my black lab, when I talk to him, he sits there and he looks at me, you know, and I talk to him like a human and he understands what I'm saying to him. He's um, taking notes too. He's, he's, really <laughs> taking, he's doing his own podcast later. <laughs> uh, it's the same with, with our dog. You know, if, if we're in a conversation in a room, you know, he's looking at either me or my wife or the kids, but he's paying close attention to what's going on in the conversation. Uh, it, primarily, I think he's just waiting for somebody to give him a treat. But Probably, <laughs> yes. But again, that attention and that connection that we have. So I, I agree with you. That was a really good uh, interview. Um, I really learned a lot about how challenging it is to create a program that raises dogs for other people. And even the, the um, foster program, I mean, I, I don't know if I have the emotional strength to spend eight or nine months caring for a dog and then letting it go to somebody else. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, these foster parents really have to have the aptitude to be able to do that. Um, but it's it's amazing. It's an amazing process and, you know, more power to them. Another interview that we did that I really liked was Chief Mills, uh, the chief of police for Palm Springs uh, Police Department. He was really good, insightful, and also passionate about caring for the community. Well, and as we know, which you have done so eloquently in your last couple e-blasts that we do every Friday, is talk about hate crimes and how there's been an escalation over the last couple years. And, you know, he has seen it on a daily yeah. basis. They get reports just like you yeah. do, and they're on it. They're, they're making sure that they don't see a rise in groups assembling and being in their city. One of the things that he shared, uh, I'm, my numbers might not be 100% accurate, but that there could be 100,000 people here in Palm Springs for the weekend if there's a special event, and that more than doubles the population of the area. I find that to be incredible to manage that from a law enforcement perspective, to have all these people come in and probably not be so mindful of those around you uh, because they're here to have fun for the weekend. Well, and, you know, to give an example, so like February is one of the biggest tourist months because you have Modernism Week, you've got Tour de Palm Springs, you've got other big parties that are happening. So you've got a convergence of people staying at all these different hotels. Somehow you've got to manage that. Is Tour de Palm Springs the same as the Tour de France, but in Flatland? Basically, yeah. <laughs> so it's a bicycle race? Well, it, well it's, it is. It, it's more of a tour. So I don't know exactly how they award people when they finish. But it does go through the whole valley. And it, it, that's a prime example with police having to monitor and close off all these different thoroughfares and making sure. And they have something like 20,000 people that participate. So that's a lot of people to be responsible for. It, it is. It is. I'm, I'm going through my memory here of the people that we've had. I, I think that getting to know individuals who have recently come here also into the Valley and have created businesses or started positions and have found a way to make the greater Palm Springs unique to them. 
Yeah. I think that we've saw, we have... Uh, I think David Morgan was, was gonna, one of those gonna, people. I was going to say <laughs> David. <laughs> who uh, is uh, the, for all intents and purposes, I think his title is like Executive Director for Capstone Partners, which is a financial... I don't know if we were supposed to be able to say that on the podcast. Oh, I think it's okay. Um, but he, you know, that's why I think bringing in different people gives us a different perspective because he sees things from a personal wealth, wealth standpoint. Right. And a lot of the people that we've had on are looking at things from how do we solve poverty? How do we, how do we get seniors out of their house? And I think it all kind of ties together because people who are affluent can afford to get help in their house. They can afford to, you know, go to the gym and keep healthy and go see a doctor. Because a lot of times people who are at a lower economic level may not be able to afford health care. And so, you know, that's one of the things that people are always striving for is how do we help people that, that don't have the means to do it? Yeah, I agree with you. He also introduced me to the Rancho Morales Chamber of Commerce, which we as the Federation joined yeah. and have gotten quite a bit out of it. And I was looking at our list. I thought we'd interviewed the, um, the director of the Rancho Mirage. We did. Katie Stice. Katie, I don't see her on our list. Yeah. We must have left her off. I think she was, she was one of our very earliest <laughs> people. Um, yeah, Katie... I think of all the people we've interviewed, she probably had the best energy. She's just so ecstatic about everything she does. And and that when you're somebody that's managing, let's say, a thousand chamber members, you have to have a level of excitement. How do you get your people to integrate into your programs if you don't? Right. But also, this is a very exciting area to be in. I mean, Rancho Mirage... Palm Springs, Palm Desert, Cathedral City, uh, Indian Wells, La Quinta, Indio, Coachella, um, Temecula, Thermal. I mean, (laughs) this, for me as a newcomer, I kind of think of this as a, uh, almost like a football stadium where each 10-yard line is a different city. Right. And, you know, you have your offense and your defense, but the idea is that it is a very segmented community in that sense. How do we bring people together? I think all the chambers try to do that. But it's also the events that take place that bring people from across the area. You've got the Indian Wells Tennis Tournament. You have Coachella. You have Stagecoach. Well, um, And now the Acrisure Arena, Acre, yeah. which yeah. is bringing people together in a whole new way that, you know, who would have ever thought that there was going to be a huge ice skating rink in the middle of the desert. <laughs> I thought it was a joke when I started here. I started building it. And then then the Firebirds, the the minor league, is it minor league? What What's their category? Uh, yeah, it's just a step below the NHL. Yeah. So to, to go to the finals and to compete. They lost by one, one game. Yeah. So, Unbelievable. And one goal. Yeah. Which is incredible for the area. And a lot of camaraderie, a lot of support. A lot of fandom around the hockey, which it surprises me. You know, I, I left the ice. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think, you know, they didn't really know what to expect. You know, they were coming into a community. Acrisure is owned by a company called Oakview, and they weren't quite sure how it was going to work. And I think they were so pleasantly surprised that there is a fan base that is looking for competitive sports. Right. Uh, that's um, good. One of the events that I brought in years ago, 
um, was the, in the Olympics is a category called the pentathlon. And so we actually had them here. It was a, an Olympic um, qualifying round for the pentathlon. And pentathlon is all these different sports they put together. Is that it's five a, different sports? Yeah, it's, it, it's equestrian, it's uh, bow and arrow, it's running. It's called archery. Archery, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fascinating to see all these people come in from all these different countries to it. it you know, it's it's different. When you come here, our atmosphere, the desert, is very different than most people have ever experienced. And this is a vibrant desert. And just to see their faces like, oh, you have mountains? It's <laughs> like, oh, there's a lot of people that live here? It's like, yeah, it's been building for a, quite a long time. You you mentioned sporting events. So this past, so just to remind everybody, I, I most recently came from Omaha, Nebraska, where uh, one of the biggest sporting events is the College World Series. It's baseball for right. uh, college age people. And uh, every year for the past 70 some years, they've, Omaha has hosted the College World Series. And I only really watch it when I'm not in Omaha. And even when I'm in Omaha, I don't really go down. I don't like to be in large stadiums, but um, I do enjoy, I have enjoyed going in the years past. But if I'm traveling, and it's during the two weeks of the cultural series. I want to find a place where I can watch the games, and because you get to see how other people view their, that city, the city of Omaha. So you've got the aerial shots, and you realize when you're now in California how flat Omaha really is. Yeah, <laughs> the only height is in the buildings, um, but you know the aerial shots of of the area, and you have the river and, and so on. But you get a different feeling for the the community that you're either in or you come from through the eyes of others. And I think that's your point. When you have people come here from all over the world, there's something special about that. I've had people tell me, you know, when I was doing a lot of work with travel writers and um, film crews and stuff like that, they'll fly in at night and then they'll wake up in the morning and they didn't realize there's mountains here. They just yeah. figured it was going to be flat. And they're like, wow, there's 10,700 foot mountain right there. It's, it, it is truly one of the most beautiful uh, parts of California that I've been in. And I haven't been to many, so I'm not an expert by any means, but I do enjoy the drive every morning to the office when I go down 111. And up until maybe yesterday, you'd still see snow on top of the mountains. Yeah, very. You know, the, one of the things I miss, you know, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area and we used to go to Tahoe all the time where there's snow all year round on the peaks of the mountains. Here, you have to go early in the, the ski season to go up and do any skiing because really by mid-March, most of the snow's melted. So, you know, that's part of our heat that we have here in the Southern California area. <laughs> you mean the 118 degree weather? <laughs> but I, I think is you know, as I tell people humorously, I'd much rather have the 118 degree weather and sunshine than the 20 below zero and snow and ice. And scraping it and off scraping. your windshield. And yeah, all yeah. But now you just have to have an air conditioned garage. Right. <laughs> Which well, I, and now what's great about the new electric cars is you can start your car before you get into it and, and get the air conditioning yeah, yeah, going. I, I, I am doing that. It reminded me when we were we moved to Texas in the uh, early uh, years. I'm trying to remember what years, 2000, 2003. Um, 
that our garage had air conditioning in it, in it. And when the contractor came to do some repair work on the house, I said, can you close up the, I don't want, I don't need to be cooling the garage. And he says, yes, you do. <laughs> and now you wish you had it. <laughs> no, I, I, I have it in my house now too, but I, I'm just surprised that, you know, in, in Omaha, many people would have heaters in their garages. I never oh. thought about having air conditioning units in the garage, but yeah. that's it. Um, I want to just say, as we continue to, to reminisce and reflect on the people we've had, if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, this is a great uh, episode for you to go back and look at the different people we have interviewed and to hear from them in the recorded version. So the way you do that on the e-blast that we send out every Friday, you click on the podcast that you want to listen to for that week. But at the top, there's also a link called All Episodes. And if you click on that, every single podcast is all archived. Or you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and just search for it and make it a permanent uh, download. So you would search for getting to know you? Uh, <laughs> I, I did that. You have to be careful because there are a lot of getting to know you's. <laughs> and some of them are, are a little more um, not like ours. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a good way. So we are called Getting to Know You. Uh, and it, it's a podcast of, of Jeff Hawker bringing people to the Jewish Federation of the Desert so I can learn from them. Well, the other part of that has been great is we've been able to let them tour the building. Um, you know, as we know, there's already certain agencies that have board of directors meetings and stuff. And it, it's a great centralized location. So for like, you know, Dr. Conrado Bazarga, who runs the Desert Healthcare District, if he wanted to have a community forum here, you know, we could schedule that in advance and it would be great utilization of the building. It is a great building. It is a great location. Uh, and I'm I'm really excited to be here in this position and to do things for this community that that uh, haven't haven't been done or hasn't been done in the past. Uh, and I think that there are just opportunities here to build upon the strength of the Jewish community and to share that across the Coachella Valley. So, Jeff, I want to thank you. And this is not an ending conclusion, but uh, we just wanted to take the time today to reflect on the past 20 or so episodes of getting to know you. So yeah. thank you. Thank you. It's been wonderful. And as we said, you know, it, it really is about getting to know you. They found, find out information about us and we find out more about them. Thank you again for listening. And this has been Getting to Know You.